Welcome to Ghostly. Is Robert the Doll haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. What's been going on, Rebecca? Well, first of all, you said my name in there like with a question, like Rebecca? <laughs> like is she is as if that's your real name. <laughs> uh, every time I do the episode intro, I I choose one thing to question in there. <laughs> <laughs> and today it was it was my name. <laughs> today was your name. Yeah, it was eventually going to be your name. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. Well, uh, I know I. You know what? I have taken some small steps into the real world. Oh. Um, oh. By um, going to visit uh, one of my uh, brothers in Michigan, and uh, it was a, a lovely drive. We had a nice oh. weekend. We we grilled out i met his new dog it was uh a new dog a new dog oh i like dogs yeah i mean he's not (laughs) pandemic he's actually 18 months old his name is pandemic no his name is anthem but what an awesome name though for a dog during this time (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but i want to remember that all the time but anyways i got to meet him it was super fun uh and uh yeah so it, it was it was um it was it was good to uh you know, leave the state. Mm, that was exciting. How nice. about you? Uh, well, I had an animal adventure of my own. <gasps> Ooh! There is a black squirrel by my place. Oh. And now, okay, so uh, those of you in other parts of the world, this might be a common thing, right? Yeah. But in Chicagoland area, there's no black squirrels. No, I think I saw one one time a few years ago. That was yeah. it. And I got to say, he's he's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Although he scared me the first time, I thought he was a rat. <laughs> Is there any updates on your mom in the laundry room ghost and all those things? Uh, no, not so far. Oh, good, things good. have been quiet. Well, so. maybe after this episode. Yeah, after this episode, we will see. <laughs> so uh, we do not have any shout outs in this episode. Do we have any listener mail? Uh, we do have listener mail. All right. Um, but you know- as a reminder, if you want to get a shout out, yeah. you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, not just a rating, a review, like words. Yeah, rating, we have no way of knowing who did it. Yeah, but we love, we love, we love reviews. So helpful to us, helps other people find us and gives us some feedback. We love it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I really love the five star ones. I, the five star is Those pretty, are good. pretty great. But we'll yeah. read any and all. Yeah. <laughs> you can also give us uh, some, uh, you know, donation a little, little bit towards the pot. Uh, this is not a free thing. <laughs> for us so yeah uh, buy mean, me a coffee um, buy me a coffee.com yeah slash ghostly podcast <laughs> or just go to ghostly podcast and we have a link right there in the menu bar yeah and uh, you just click buy us a coffee then in that link yes that would be great all right so i got right. a listener mail okay uh, this is from brian uh he actually is someone who uh, we got a shout out uh, he had a shout out um in a previous episode and i promised oh, i would I get think to it was his the story. last episode i think even. it was yeah. and uh, i promised i would get to his his listener mail and here it is brian's a good guy yeah yeah all right so he says first off i am a skeptical believer 
I have had many experiences throughout the years, but I will share my first. When I was about eight or nine years old, I was home alone. We all have the same picture, hopefully, in our heads of the screen. of course. Okay. Uh, This was never a problem because I preferred it that way. But on this day, it was summer and about 90 to 100 degrees outside, inside and out. Yep. That sounds pretty familiar right now. Uh, I was on the couch watching TV when I saw someone walk out of my bathroom and into my bedroom and then shut the door. I was home alone and I saw a strange woman in my house with me. I was not a normal child. (laughs) I ran to the kitchen and grabbed a knife, then ran to my bedroom door and opened it up. Oh, I wonder if she was wearing all white. Possibly. Uh, There's no description of clothes. Um, not only was there no was there no one there, my window was locked. I felt st- a strange dread, and the primal fight or flight kicked in. It was also freezing in my room. I ran to a neighbor's house. By the by, at this time, I had no idea about ghosts and their effect on the environment. And no, Pat, microclimates did not affect our bedrooms due to them being facing the summer sun. Sorry, I don't know if he really would say it like that this time reading it. Um, if anything... Wait, I don't know if I like Brian anymore. I've, I liked him before, but he calls me out in this. What? Brian, I don't call you out. If anything, the room would have been hotter than the rest of the house. Sorry so long, plus I have many more, and you two are amazing. Keep up the good work. Oh, well, I, I like the ending of that. So, <laughs> Brian, you're a good guy again. Yes, and please send us more of your stories. We yeah, love to hear how, them. How do they send it to us? So, yeah, you can send us your stories by emailing us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or just use the contact form on ghostlypodcast.com. Uh, or you can actually send us some physical mail. We love that at P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And all of that is all at ghostlypodcast.com if you forget. Okay, and you can choose to um, not put your name down, or tell us not to mention your name if you're if you're scared. Yeah, absolutely, can be anonymous, no yeah. problem. Okay, so I guess it's time for the polls. Always, always uh, after after the listener mail, it's always time for the polls. I think we should put it like at the end of the episode, so we'll forget it. No, no, we got we to gotta close out last episode before we old, can move Old business on. before new <laughs> old business. Old business before okay. new business. All right. So our last episode, we talked about the RMS Queen Mary or the HMS Queen Mary. Whatever or just Queen Mary. Queen Mary, yeah. the boat. Um, the ship. It's not just a boat. Okay. The ship. It's the not luxury, like a rowboat or something. The luxury liner. Can you imagine a haunted rowboat? That would be... That'd be funny. That, that'd, be, that'd be a very small, small haunting. Now yeah, exactly. to go. Uh, all right. So interesting uh, for this one, actually. No, no, don't, don't, uh, don't assume don't the assume. results. Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Fifty <sighs> percent, and oh. no. Fifty oh. percent. Oh, and the tie always goes to the skeptic. Uh, no, not a rule. What? It should be, right? <laughs> no. Ah, oh, we got a 50-50? We got a 50-50. So people people were divided. I mean, it's a very haunted place, but I guess you made some compelling I, arguments. I definitely think I did okay because that is considered one of the most haunted places on earth. Yeah. And it's 50-50, you know? And some of the people that went into the episode actually said that they were a believer going in. Mm-hmm. 
and then they change their mind. Ah. All right. So this is this is an episode that Rebecca really didn't want to do. No. And I was able to sneak this one in through trickery. If you heard the last episode at the <laughs> end, you will note my trickery. It because it's my birthday coming up. And I asked if I could pick the episode because of it. And Rebecca didn't know that I would pick the scariest story ever. Yeah. yeah. Which is Robert the Doll. How do you feel even me saying that? I don't like it. Uh, you know, I, I like mean, it. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. Listen, first of all, I'm going to say early happy birthday to you, Pat. Oh, thank you. And thank you. Uh, hopefully uh, ghostly listeners out there, you can uh, send some birthday love through the social media to Mr. Pat. I'm sure he would appreciate it. It's coming up Mr. Later, Pat. <laughs> later this week. Um, I don't know after our episode comes out. I don't know so. if that's better than being called Patty by Rain Wilson. <laughs> I think it's nicer, but you know, I'm still not over you. that. I, you are not. You mention mm-hmm. it quite often. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, but then I also just want to say, Robert, the doll. Um, we ask your permission. I, I don't need to ask. I'm I'm good. Let's just uh, go ahead. to do this episode. We we're, we we're we promise to be respectful of you. I cannot make and that promise. That we take you seriously and I don't necessarily take that, that seriously. We um we 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 ask your permission. Rebecca, to, you're talking you're to talking to a doll. You're talking to a doll that's not even in the same state that you're in. I'm just putting it out there just in case. Okay. Well, I rescind that um you asking that so um <laughs> you rescind it <laughs> i rescind it yeah uh, um Listen, I, I don't just... need permission to do an episode about robert the doll uh-huh. this is this is what we do and robert has to respect us okay <laughs> and uh so usually when it comes to a haunted doll episode we would have bob from bob after dark because Bob fears dolls. Yeah. Well, we couldn't get our schedules right. and uh, But we still wanted to give you the Bob. So we did a small interview with him about his experience doing an episode on Robert the Doll and some of the other things. So uh, here is that. And uh, when we return, we will do the ghost story, right? Sounds good. Okay. All right, Bob, welcome back to Ghostly. You know, I feel like I'm that, you know, reoccurring co-host or mm-hmm. like sitcom star that shows up but isn't like the main character. You well, are. We just, you know, we we need to put you in the creds. I mean, all. to be themed, uh, to be, to be uh, you know, I don't know, whatever uh, the cool thing today, uh, you are Gunther from Friends. Ah, yes. Ghostly. Ah, yes. Right, like yeah. The... So you have a crush on Rachel, yes. <laughs> and you know how to use a, uh, an espresso machine. <laughs> so, Bob, we asked you to come on Ghostly this time because we're talking about another haunted doll. How do you feel about that? I feel like I've been tricked. <laughs> Bamboozled <laughs> like is the right I word. I was. I feel like I was surprised with this, bombarded <laughs> with this, and I hope my check is in the mail. 
If not, it's been good knowing both of you. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> well, I am terrified of this episode, so I am just yeah. glad to have somebody else well, on it's, with me. It's about something that you've already done an episode about, Bob. Uh, oh, boy. Robert the Doll. Did you ask Robert for permission to do your episode? No, I don't feel I need to. Uh, don't worry. Uh, I will be doing that. Um, you were supposed uh, to do it prior. I didn't even oh. ask Robert permission to be on this episode. Uh-oh. Thanks, Pat and Rebecca. <laughs> I thought it was just if you took a picture of him. I, to be, you know, realize. when truth be told, when I did my episode, I did ask Robert for permission. I just kind of I looked at a picture of him and I'm like, hey, I'm doing an episode about you. If you have a problem with that, like. Let me know, but if I can please, that'd be great. I would, never had anything bad happen, so. Okay, would you have not done the episode if you received some kind of no? Yeah, absolutely. If oh. there was, like, some prolific dream or something came up in my life that pointed me in the direction of saying whatever, then no, I wouldn't have done the episode. I would have totally done the episode even if, you know, he said no. You would have been excited. I would have been excited about it and I would have been excited to talk about it. All right. Well, we've got a few days before this comes out, so I'll make sure that I ask. (laughs) All right. So, Bob, uh, when you were doing the episode, was there any, like, interesting detail that, like, one interesting detail that came to mind? So the concept of it is that... When you, when you hear the story like secondhand or when you just see a picture of Robert, your immediate thought process is, oh, this must be the inspiration for Child's Play in the Chucky mm-hmm. films, as Absolutely. Rebecca may know, being a big horror fan that she is. Yes. And that's something, you know, some guy or some person decided to put their spirit in said doll and this doll comes to life and is moving around and, you know, slashing people up and cutting them up, et cetera. (laughs) But it's not the case at all. It's closer to the concept of like an Annabelle possession than it is like a, you know, doll is getting Mm. up and walking around and killing people. So when you hear the story of that Robert was the direct inspiration behind Child's Play, I'm sure there's probably some relevance but the constant, the idea of full animatonic like movement of doll going and doing you know things is not this case at all. It's more of a spiritual possession, if you will. So, would you say that uh, Robert the doll is more haunted than Annabelle? I would say that there's probably more. I've seen more evidence leading to Robert being more of a haunting than Annabelle. Um, The Robert, the Robert curse, if you will, if I can call it that has affected people from all over the world, as you can see in the, the letters that people write to the museum for them to put up in Robert's case and people offering the candy to him. And even people who are like not directly affected, but even leaving like little pieces of candy in his case just to keep him appeased. Mm. I feel like people more buy into the concept of Robert the doll being a legitimate haunting than Annabelle. And I'm not, I'm not going to take any, you know, credit away from Annabelle. I believe both of them have some form of a haunting to them, but I feel like Robert's a little bit more potent. Okay. Have you ever been in the same vicinity as Robert the doll? I have not, but I oh. have known people who have, and I've actually seen um, Ozzy Osbourne try to bury him in a yeah. beach once. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Ozzy and Jack uh, <laughs> yes. thing. That was that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, was there a uh, any stories that you heard about how Robert got 
I don't know, possessed or haunted. I mean, I, I heard like a voodoo theory, um, you know, or, you know, kind of, again, is it a, is it a spirit trapped in there? Is it just bad energy? I'm, I'm, I'm just curious if you heard of anything or have a theory. So the voodoo, the voodoo story is what I would probably consider to probably be the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, plausible case to the story. Mm. And that is the house worker, uh, I'll use that term, uh, decided to place this curse on this doll in order to, you know, seek revenge on a family or give the, and I've heard other stories besides that story that the practitioner of the voodoo put a curse on the doll to protect the boy. Um, and that's the reason why I think that at in the end of this of this thing is that Robert's a little bit more uh, potent than Annabelle is. We actually have an origin story. We actually have mm. something that built up to Robert's mythos, if you will, than we did Annabelle. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. There's there was a lot of you know a lot of reports before he became quote unquote famous. Yes. And whereas Annabelle was this doll that, and I hate to go back to this, but I, it slipped my mind a second ago, is Annabelle didn't have that kind of, she, she became popular over time, whereas Robert always had like this popularity to him. And there was these stories about Robert prior to it being in the public light. And it always kind of had this thing. So that would be the origin point that I would say is the most interesting is probably the voodoo. And I would say that's like, what I would say is the origin story. I apologize for jumping back and forth, guys. Oh, it's okay. I actually, I think Robert the Doll is a lot older than Annabelle, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So, all right. Um, I mean, okay. I, I You can take this as a, a general question, or I'm sure Pat would like to make it more personal, <laughs> uh, which is why do you think he's so scary? Probably because there's more than one or two um, hearsay stories, right? In the case of Annabelle, and I go back to it because that's like the other famous haunted doll story, right? In the case of Annabelle, we only hear that that guy got into that accident, right? But we don't have any definitive proof. There's no like newspaper article. There's no like reporting back that says, oh, I saw Annabelle in the back of my car, whatever it was, right? But with Robert, you have these stories come from all over the world of people going and visiting him. And they're saying, I took a picture without asking you permission. And now my life has turned into, you know, this bad situation or something bad happened to me because of it. And I think that's why Robert is more of a scary en entity than Annabelle is because there's those, there's more than one story relating back to Robert being this this thing that people should be asking permission, and even like our my old pal Zach Bagans from the, <laughs> the the paranormal shows, he actually had Robert in his vicinity for his haunted museum. He did on start. He did yes, and you know even in that episode when you know, Zach's friend, the older gentleman, comes in the room and yells out. I mean, like Zach even took like a for like a legitimate concerned approach to it and says, uh, no, you should probably get back in here and apologize for doing that. I think all of that adds to the mythos of Robert. It's something physical you can go and visit. It's something there. Whereas Annabelle's more of like this alluring thing that none of it, nobody even really knows where she's at right now. So that's what I think, um, why I think Robert's a little bit more scarier. He sounds like a diva. 
<laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Robert the Diva doll. Robert, I, uh, Robert Patrick, I believe you should be, uh, I believe you should apologize for that. And I'm not just saying that as a, uh, as a bit here, I'm legitimately apologizing for you. I'm nah, sorry, it's Robert. okay. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, no, Robert, we do apologize for any, <laughs> um, comments that Patrick makes that may be I, I'm insulting not in yeah. some way. Um, so um, anyway, so I know uh, the other thing is we know that you're you're scared of dolls. Oh, I'm scared yes. of dolls. Uh, <laughs> so, so you on a personal level, uh, is there anything other than just the general mythos of Robert that makes you scared of of him or just dolls in general? Like, what is it that's so terrifying? Yeah, why about are people that? afraid of dolls? Bob? Yeah. Again, it could Bob be you or, or Bob or people, yeah. whatever yeah, give us the you origin want to take. Story. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ever, didn't I give the origin story like on the Annabelle episode or didn't I? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. No. Okay. I'll give a general consensus, right? And because general idea of the origin story, and I don't want to take up too much time of your episode, but once upon a time ago for any of the younger audience out there watching or listening, I should say, there used to be this magical place called the video rental store. And the video <laughs> rental store was this magical place where you can pay a subscription fee or $3 to rent a movie on usually on this piece of plastic that contained magnetic tape that you can watch a movie. It's a weird concept. I know, Whoa. but there was no digital streaming. Wait, this is all anyway, make believe, right? It, it, this, it, was, it was, it was magical <laughs> and the best place ever. Oh, it was, hours. And, rows and rows of horror movies and you could just look yes. at the covers for hours <laughs> my uh my mm. local one was called the videotape escape nice and and the videotape escape was the most magical place in the world and bob at a young age was very impressionable as bob is in his 30s now being very impressionable <laughs> to the world of <laughs> scariness right and being bob at like seven eight years old was super interested in horror films because that was something that little Bob wanted to experience. He wanted to be scared. He wanted to have some something there. And there was, you know, an alluring thing to it. But there was two movies in the entire video rental store that I would say ruined my life as far as just looking at the cover. I could see, you could sit me down with any horror film in the entire existence of humanity and nothing would ever bother me. But there were two. Except for Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's too. Actually, <laughs> no, of course, Pat is joking. I actually thoroughly enjoy Weekend at Bernie's, but that's a story for another day. But seeing the cover box for two films completely ruined my life and to the point where I was completely terrified of dolls forever. And those films were Child's Play 2 and, and a Ghostbusters. And no, and a little known <laughs> horror film by the name of Pinocchio's Revenge. Ooh. And nice. Child's Play 2 was this. That's the classic cover, and it might be Child's Play 3. I can't remember off the top of my head, and Rebecca will correct me, I'm sure. It's the one where Chucky is cutting off the Jack in the Head box with the pair of scissors. Is that oh, two or three? Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I feel like it's three, but I, I could be wrong. I, I, I could be wrong, too. But e either way, that, that cover box, I never even seen Child's Play franchise at that point. But <laughs> seeing Chucky with the pair of scissors going after the Jack in Box head, screwed me up as a kid and i don't know why maybe it's because i thought my toys were going to protect me against these kinds of things as a kid hmm. but for whatever reason that image just instilled in my brain 
The second one was Pinocchio's Revenge, and the cover art is ridiculous. If you look at it as an adult, it's laughable. But seven, eight-year-old Bob was totally terrified of this wooden puppet doll thing screaming with fire in the background. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that for whatever reason, that instilled in my brain with those two film box covers that really messed me up. And growing up, I was a child. I was the baby out of three children, and my. Well, my sister was six years older than me, and she used to collect dolls as well. So after having complete nightmares about, you know, Chucky and the Pinocchio's Revenge doll coming to get me in my sleep, you know, my sister also had dolls. So if I walked past her room or something was there and it was staring at me, it freaked me out even more to the point where my mother used to have to make my sister put a sheet over one of them because it freaked me out way too much. <laughs> Like, I was mentally scarred from that. Top that off, there was a bad Furby experience in the mid-90s that really screwed me up. Oh, yeah, Furby. All of those those things built up to the point where I'm at now in my ripe 30-year-old body still being afraid of dolls completely to this day. How many dolls would you say that you own? (sighs) You know... I, the correct answer that I wish I could say is zero. <laughs> I, I wish I could legitimately say, you know what? I don't own any. But the reality of the situation is fans like to give me these <laughs> things. And fans like to give me the haunted ones with the scary mm. eyes that have creepy stories to them. And you like to receive them. I don't like to receive <laughs> them. But my fans don't buy me normal. I shouldn't say that because my fans do buy me normal gifts a lot. And they're, you know, they're wonderful. I, you know, I have quite a collection of things my fans bought me or fan art I've had done of me. But for whatever reason, probably because they like to watch me cringe, I get these haunted dolls. And Hmm. they, yeah, so I have a collection. I couldn't tell you how many there are because they're scattered in different places around the house that I don't get to see them. Thank you. You cuddle with any of them at night? I do not. There, there's one <laughs> locked in a closet. There's so one nice. warded. There's one warded in my partner's office that I don't get to see because mm. that one scares the bejeebies out of me. I'm trying to behave because PG ratings. And um, the others I have hidden in other places. There's one in the, the garage that I want no part of. That one sits in a cage. <laughs> That's my favorite right there. One no part of it. <laughs> I nope, love it. That one sits. That one sits in the garage. That one legitimately caused knocking on the walls at night. I think when I first got it, and I woke up at two o'clock in the morning, and she went right out to the garage. I was nice. like, "You're you're sitting in here now." I'm going to be honest. So I just looked up Pinocchio's Revenge because that is not a movie that I believe I have seen. Now I'm going to be honest. I saw. I don't countless horror movies growing up and uh, but I don't remember it but I it is an amazing cover. I can see how it would be terrifying actually. And my <laughs> favorite the movie's is really bad. Is the catchphrase is uh, evil comes with strings attached. Oh, nice. <laughs> I might Bob, need to find be, this one. That should be your motto right there. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Rebecca were you able to look up the child's play poster because that's gonna oh no I will I will have to look that up too but uh, and I'm sure our listeners will will let us know too <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I will say for me um, you know my uh, my favorite was eight-year-old Rebecca managed to oh it is child's play too sorry okay we are, excellent we are corrected uh, oh yeah child's play too that's right um <laughs> Uh, eight-year-old Rebecca managed to convince her mother to rent um, Watcher in the Woods for her birthday mm. party um, because it was Disney, quote unquote. No. But any, if you are interested in a scary movie, I it's been a few years. I did rewatch it 
as like a a 20 something adult and felt it, it did hold up decently, um, to be uh, a bit scary. Um, you know, so it'd be something if you, to me, the scariest movie was, was the entity. And that's because my sister made me watch it at about that same age. Yeah, there's something well, about that eight-year-old age, man. You she just... didn't yes. make me, but she she was playing it, and I was like, I'm going to go snoop. And so I sat there and watched it, and I, I have nightmares to this day about that movie. Yeah, there's just something yeah. about that age. It's very impressionable. So, I, okay, this is this is make, making some explanation, some, some headway yeah. with why Bob... Is so terrified of dolls. We need Would to you guys like to therapy. hear a fun anecdote about my doll, my doll fear? This is a really yeah. good one, and I promise I'll uh, we can move on or whatever <laughs> after this. So, several years ago, I was with my um, my cosplay charity group, the Windy City Ghostbusters, and we were doing an event at a haunted house. Oh God, Hell's Gate haunted house in Lockport, Illinois. Oh yeah, I was there. And so we showed up and we were doing, you know, a public appearance. And because we were doing the public appearance, they let the Ghostbusters go in by themselves. And normally Mm. haunted houses don't bother me in a frightful sense because it's more of like a a fight or flight kind of a situation. I don't like things being in my face because I, you know, it's fight or flight. I feel like I'm going to hit this poor actor and I don't want to do that. Oh, you would have hated me in the haunted houses. Oh, Pat, I (laughs) would have. Yeah, no, I, I don't like that. But I, I went through it anyway. Hands in my pockets, and I just went through it. And it, yeah, I can appreciate the design work and all this beautiful stuff they did. You know, I, I get, it's great, 100%. Actors, haunt, haunt actors, et cetera. I'm a big fan, 100%. You guys do great work. I just can't do it because personal space stuff. But I get it. And I got separated from my group. And it's like fate called me to this point because we got separated from the group and the haunted house kind of split into two paths. Mm. And there was this path that when you crossed the corner and I got separated, so I was by myself, I crossed the path and there was this clothing line with this person dressed in a full like raggedy Ann doll just staring at me from Mm. the clothesline. And I turn and I can't go backwards. And I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, but you had your I proton turn pack. The corner, I turn the corner, and you enter the dollhouse. And it was a uh-huh. doll-themed room. I was, <laughs> I said, Those every Bruce scariest. Campbell, oh, my God. I said every Bruce Campbell, like, catchphrase I possibly can. <laughs> my nerves corrected during that. And there's, you know, people playing with dolls. They're like, would you like to play with us? I'm like, no, I'm good. I just want to move on. <laughs> I'm separated from my friends. You guys have a great day. <laughs> nice. And I finally got met back up with my friends and they're like, oh, did you get to see the doll room? And I'm like, no, I just want to go home, please. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so that's that's my anecdote. Well, so what do you have going on at on the dark side over there? The dark side of the Bob. That's, <laughs> that's the new uh, biography show about my life. No, uh, Bob After Dark has been pumping out episodes every week. It's the uh, same same stuff. We haven't done a theme month in a while. So right lately, it's just been, I've been taking a note out of Ghostly's book, and I've been doing more ghost stories than I have, like cryptids or curses or, you know, demonic activity. Past few weeks, we've done famous haunted houses in, like, Indiana for whatever reason. Yeah, I heard you were at a paranormal investigation. I actually watched I, the video of you um, doing the EVP thing. Uh, what'd you think of it? Um, well, I want to know what the person said to you, the reason why you got off. Um, the reason oh, why well, you were like, re- nope, we stopped now. 
Oh, well, it, it, that's a you, every, people that aren't familiar. They can go on the Bob Eppenberg Facebook page. I have the video up of me going live. We were at the Hannah House in Indianapolis, and it was a gorgeous Victorian mansion, right? Beautiful place. And it had every setup for every good ghost story imaginable. Hmm. And we set up in the servants' quarters. And for whatever reason, this entity that was speaking through me, what. Well, the best way I could describe it, it almost felt like I was talking to a disgruntled employee of the mansion Wow! and they were just getting angry and angrier. And I don't do well with, I could do well with confrontation, but when it's confrontation, like right in my ear, staring me in the face, I kind of just, again, it's one of those fight or flight things. I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah. Cause, because you, they were cause you had the headphones on and it was yes. piping in the EVP. So they couldn't hear the EVP and they no, were asking so, questions. So long story short, what Pat's referring to is during the Gertz experiment, which is called Gertz, you cover your eyes with a blinded um, something. So I had blinded goggles on and I have um, a pair of headphones in that's pumping white noise and I have a pair of shooting range headphones on. So I'm soundproof, I'm vision proof. I can't see what's around me and I can't hear what's around me. And it's just me and the white noise. And the idea is if I could pick up on things, have a conversation with people or point things out in the room, it's supposedly a spirit talking to you. Now, I can understand where uh, Pat's probably throwing up every red flag right <laughs> now, but I can't explain how I feel during those experiments. It's really strange. Well, and how scared were you on a scale from one to 10? I'm, I'm never scared of those. Things. Oh, OK. So even I, at the end when you're like, nope, we're done. It's just, it's an anxiety thing more than scared. Oh, okay. It's, you know, when I can have like a full blown conversation with those things for a while, but that one in particular was just more anxiety driven. It was t screaming in my eardrum right at me. And apparently I was pointing into the doorway, kind of telling somebody to move. You and were. I didn't know somebody walked into the room to watch the experiment happen. I had some fans from Michigan that actually went down for the investigation and they wanted to see me work, but I didn't know they appeared in the room. And apparently whatever was speaking to me was very mad because they were blocking its way from going and getting its work done. And it kept screaming at me to kind of move on and, to, you know, tell people to move. And it, it's just, it was a lot, it was a lot to take in all at once. And, you know, after a certain point of just getting yelled at, I'm, I'm checked out whether you're living or dead, please don't yell at me <laughs> for a long period of time. Well, I I had fun watching it though. Yeah, it was a, definitely. It was a good People video. should go check it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, believers, non-believers, it still is. You know, was interesting that you did get some of the questions right. Um, you know, although I would say that those were questions that you know you probably could figure that they were going to ask, but you know, <laughs> it, whatever. That's that's an argument for another day. So yeah. I've been. Um, I, I have another paranormal investigation coming up at the end of June. I will be at the Ohio State Reformatory, Ooh. location of the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, wow. That sounds really So I'll be really at the cool. Shawshank Redemption prison doing an investigation there. It's, you know, the pandemic is slowly kind of rearing its ugly head away from us. So we can kind of go out and enjoy things as long as it's safe. And that's why I'm doing investigations because – I'm with a group of like five people that I'm like, I don't need to be in a big group, like crowded setting, like a convention just yet. So that's, it's kind of nice to do something involved with my show. Absolutely. And, yep. Yeah. Hopefully coming soon, I can get back to convention work, which is the bread and butter of the show. I miss all that stuff. I miss my fans seeing them out in public. So you miss getting dolls. I don't miss getting dolls, but <laughs> they still were coming to me regardless of pandemic or not. So 
So where do they send stuff to the studio then? Uh, no, they don't have to send stuff anywhere. They could reach out to me. My email is bob at bobafterdark.com. Thanks, Pat, for helping me get that sent back up. <laughs> no problem. Uh, you can email me bob at bobafterdark.com um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the paranormal or sending me your haunted artifacts. I really hope that your one fan from Ghostly Society gets rid of those keys. because I, really I know, right? I'm worried about the keys. Yeah, I'm so. worried. I think I'm worried about the keys, too. I I think I think one of them needs to come home to my haunted museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, slowly, slowly, you're, you're so making a museum. I like you would it. need to be on Ghostly Society to to know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. So get yes. on Facebook and yeah. uh, join Ghostly Society. It's right. our group. So how can they find Bob After Dark? As always, folks, Bob After Dark is featured on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. So wherever you listen to podcasts at, you just search Bob After Dark and you will find my show. I come out weekly. Um, every week I have a different episode and we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. So anything that goes bump in the night, lights in the sky, and weird cryptid stuff. So we talk a little bit about everything, me and my co- my, my producer, uh, Cal Panic. So you guys can kind of check that stuff out. Awesome. All right. Well, I thank you so much for coming on Ghostly again and being the um, the guest that's come on the most. Yeah, and the, the res- undisputed champion yeah. of the Ghostly <laughs> Podcast co-host Ward. Um, take that uh, certain actor from a certain TV show. <laughs> that I can't say his name proper, but <laughs> take that. I I have something over you. There you go. Well, and thank you for being our resident haunted doll expert. Yeah, I don't it. like that title. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love having you on to talk about it because you're so honest about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ben, Rebecca, it has been an honor, as always, to be a part of the Ghostly Podcast experience. All right, Bob, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I'm sure you will. Thank you, guys. All right, everybody. We're ready to start our ghost story. And uh, again, Bob, I I believe I've I've done what you've asked and, and asked for permission. So uh, here we go. I rescind it. Okay. I never thought I'd be this person, a person writing a letter and sending candy to a doll. But I don't know what else to do. It started six months ago when my friends and I took a trip to Key West, Florida. We wanted beach and fun. On our last full day, we were looking for something different to do. We saw a flyer for the East Martello Museum, which had a bunch of interesting things to look at, including a haunted doll. I wasn't super scared to go, but my friends were pretty terrified. But they still wanted to do it, so we went. When we got there, it was clear Robert the doll was the main attraction. Lots of signs and information everywhere. A lot of them were the quote-unquote rules we were supposed to follow when we saw the doll. They said if we didn't, we'd have bad luck and our pictures would be ruined. My friends were super serious about these rules, but I thought they were hilarious. I mean, obviously, this place is just using this haunted doll to make some money. So when we finally got to Robert... My reaction compared to my friends was very different. 
They were both super serious and thanked Robert for seeing them and asking him for permission to take a photo and just going on and on. So in the meantime, I just took the photo. They looked at me in disbelief with terror in their eyes. Carrie whispered, what did you do? Uh, I took a picture. Thanks for the weird photo, Bob. And I rolled my eyes at their reactions. They started going on and on, asking his forgiveness and apologizing for my behavior and asking that that he only punish me for my bad behavior, not them. I laughed and moved on. At first, everything was fine. We got back to our room and got to the airport okay the next day. But when we went to check into our flight, my reservation was lost. It was crazy. I had to show them an old email that had the confirmation before they would believe me. They couldn't find it in their system. Luckily, they agreed to honor it and I made it home. My friends were convinced it was Robert, but I dismissed them. But I don't dismiss it anymore. In the last six months, I have had the worst luck of my life. Everything from small things like my plants dying that I've had for five years. Scary things like my cat getting sick. I mean, thankfully, she seems to be getting better. To the life changing, like losing my job. And so many more. It's awful. So I'm doing what my friends have been telling me to do. Write to Robert. I guess that museum gets letters all the time from people who've been struck with bad luck from Robert, begging him to forgive them. They also say he likes candy, so I'm sending him a huge bag of it. I hope they read it to him. I hope it works. I don't think I can take much more of this. I may not have been a believer before, but after all of this, I am now. Okay. How much of that was real? It's just a story based on like the hundreds, thousands, whatever of yeah. stories that are out there. So uh, not, not a specific one. The curator says that Robert gets one to three um, letters a day. Yeah. Not to mention emails and other things. Sometimes they're actually from kids. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are from kids. And she will reply to the ones, to, you know, for the kids, but probably not every single person. Yeah. No, I don't think so. But I think they have them on display, too, some of the letters, right? They do. They do. Yeah. And and a lot of them are just like, you know, not even necessarily people that have been there, just people that want to write to him. Um, but a lot of them are um, about the bad luck that people have had after seeing him. All right. Well, we're going to talk about some of that. Right after the break, when we do the history. Sounds good. Oh, hey there, Cal Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Pets. Facts from a skeptic point of view. Pets, facts. He presents it all to you. Pets, facts, facts, facts. All right, we're back, and as with every 111 year old story, there is a lot of speculation. 
a lot of things that we can't prove necessarily. The truth of the matter is there's only some things that we know for sure when we talk about Robert the Doll. Now, you may hear a lot of different things, um, but that might come from a creepypasta story that was written about Robert. Rebecca, you know what a creep, creepypasta is, but um, for those of, those of you that don't know, creepypastas are horror-related legends that have been copied and pasted around the Internet. These Internet entries are often brief, user-generated paranormal stories intended to scare readers. Yeah, so this makes it hard sometimes to tell, like, because there's so much creepypasta out there about Robert the doll, it's kind of yeah. like, is this the the story or is this like, you know, a, like a fan fiction essentially inspired by Robert the doll? Absolutely. So I tried to be very careful in my history part because um, I usually like to just give the facts. But in this, I, I have to give some of the legend as well. Um, so I, I will tell you when it's speculated. Thank you. So Robert the Doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Odo, who many would describe as, as an eccentric artist. Yeah, uh, the doll had the same name as the owner, <laughs> which is kind of weird, right? I mean, I guess I like depends if he named the doll. He named the doll. Okay, yeah, yeah a lot of supposedly. Time, yeah, I mean, kids will sometimes do that. Name it themselves. Yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but the owner of the doll uh, went by Jean. Eugene was his middle name, so he went by Jean, and the doll was always known as Robert. Okay, that seems kind of weird to me. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Why? Just, that he would give up his name for the doll? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Robert is about 40 inches tall and is stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior. (laughs) That reminds me of something from Marvel, right? Yeah, I think, or DC. Yeah, Excelsior. Uh, Robert has his own stuffed animal that some say is a dog while others say he is a lion. I think after looking at it, it looks like it has a mane. It looks mm. like it's just a little old. And in the recreations of Robert the Doll, they always have a lion. Okay. So I'm going to say it's a lion. Okay. Um, Jean Odo belonged to a fairly wealthy family in the Key West area. We believe that Robert was manufactured by the Steve Company out of Germany and was purchased by Jean's grandfather on a trip to Germany he took in 1904. Robert was given to Jean as a birthday gift. I wonder if it's Steif. It could be Steif, yeah. I don't know. It's just German. It is German, yeah. So Steve Steif. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Richard Steif <laughs> of the Steif Company was a German designer that actually helped create the first teddy bear. Did you know that? I did not. And do you know where teddy bears come from? Yes, but I'll let you tell us. Okay, so it's, uh, of course, the teddy bear gets its name after President Theodore Roosevelt, who was nicknamed Teddy. Yeah. Um, one of the things that is believed, but we don't know for sure, is that Robert the doll was a one-of-a-kind doll made by the Steve Company to be put in a department store window and might have been dressed as a clown with face paint. Come on! Now, I've also heard that he was that this could be mass-produced, but I've never seen another doll that looked like him, so I have no way of knowing for sure yeah. of that. Uh, another thing, too, is that because of how big he was, 
Uh, they also believed he was a companion doll. Yeah, because let's see, 40, you said 40 inches, so that's like inches. a little over three feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, I mean, for a little kid, yeah. that would be like the same size. Absolutely. So, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it is also believed that the sailor suit that it wears or he wears, whatever we're going to refer to him as, mm-hmm. um, belonged to Gene once upon a time. And originally, he would have been dressed as a clown or a court jester. Wow. <laughs> uh, there is also a story that a former servant for the Odo family was into voodoo and that that person put a strong curse on Robert. Sometimes in, in this telling of the story, she was the one that gave Robert to Jean, although it seems a lot more likely that Robert was a gift from the grandfather. But I, I don't know. And that's also part of the creepypasta story. So it's really hard to tell what came first and what is real. Robert's current curator, Corey Convertio, has said that Jean has a very Gene had a very unhealthy relationship with Robert. That Gene would bring the doll everywhere and even referred to it in first person as if Robert was actually alive. Does that seem weird to you? Yes. Okay. Uh, here's another thing that is speculated but not proven. Gene began to blame Robert for all of his own misbehaviors. So have you heard that before? I have heard that story, yeah. Oh, okay. So Gene had high hopes of becoming a famous artist, and when he was old enough, he studied art in New York and Paris. Robert didn't accompany Gene on this journey. In fact, while in Paris, Gene fell in love with and married Annette Parker on May 3rd, 1930. Okay. So he, you know, he did Yeah. did get out of the house, didn't take his doll with him. Yeah. You know. And then they returned to the Odo family home after the wedding. Uh, where they were once again united with Robert. Oh, well, there you go. And Jean lived until 1974. Annette died two years after Jean. Now, really, there are some reports that neighbors um, had some spooky things to say about Robert the doll, but really, we only hear about this kind of stuff after Jean died in in 1974. Yeah, there's lots of there's stories when you say that he would blame others for things like blame or blame, sorry, blame Robert for things that happened. You know, there are stories out there that, you know, um, like uh, there was one time in his room, the parents heard screaming and things thrown, thrown around and all of this stuff. And that they tried to open the door and they couldn't get it open. And um that uh, when they when they finally got in, everything was a mess. Yeah, and it was, and he blamed it on on Robert um, and and other variations of that story. Um, but those are all speculation, though. Yeah, I I mean we don't know something also about him being in the window. Yes, like kids in the neighborhood. Well, that was after um, that was after Jean died. I yes, believe. Yes, I believe so. And um. That was something that the new owner of the house said happened sometimes that it would disappear and reappear in the window and stuff. Yeah. But again, speculation. There's yeah. no real proof of this or anything. So, yeah. So I'm not, I don't really like to include that in the history section. I gotcha. I will, I'm just going to say this though. One thing that I thought was thinking of, especially based on what you've said, 
there are there's another movie that I know you're going to talk about as being inspired, mm-hmm. but an, but one that I think of is Poltergeist, one that we've done an episode on. In Poltergeist, there's a scene where there's a doll dressed as a clown. Oh yeah, in the room with the the sun, mm. right? And there's a whole thing that happens, and they can't get in the room. And I wonder if it was inspired by. Robert. I was think as soon as you said clown or jester costume, yeah, that made me think of that. So it's yeah, interesting, definitely. Uh, the Odo family home was sold to Myrtle Reuter after the death of Jean and Annette. Uh, and she owned the house and Robert until 1994. The house was sold and the new owners donated Robert to the East Martello Museum that is located in Key West. This is where Robert lives to this day. Robert was donated because because Jean designed the gallery at the museum. I don't know if you were aware of that. No. Um, so that's the reason why they picked that. It's, it seemed like a very weird place to have Robert the doll. Yeah. Um, because it's not like a paranormal place or anything. It's a, it's a museum and it focuses a lot on art. Yeah. Though it does have some other weirdo things in it, which are not appropriate for our family show, but, (laughs) well, but uh, that's art though too, you know? Art, art is not always the most family-friendly Well, thing. the thing I'm thinking of, I don't, oh, it's okay. not art, but yes. <laughs> um, so Robert lives there to this day. Robert was donated because Jean designed the gallery at the museum. Robert wasn't always on display, though, since they, since they had him. Did you know that? I did. Uh, the reason why they put Robert on display is because Robert received a lot of visitors. People came that had heard of the doll and wanted to see him. See, this is where, I mean, we're going to get into stuff, but like, how would they have heard of him? Um, People that studied Gene Odo's um, art and stuff. And Gene talked about Robert from time to time, even as an adult, even as an artist. And also Myrtle, Myrtle, um, Myrtle Reuter, Reuter. Fun name. Myrtle Reuter. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so those are the reasons why. Mm -hmm. And there was already reports of of some spookiness and stuff like that. Okay. So that's the reason why. And these were people that were into the paranormal, I believe. Um, But yeah, so he started having all these visitors coming. And once he was put on exhibit, they say that cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence. And soon letters began arriving addressed to the doll, offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So according to local folklore, the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a, a cornucopia of other misfortunes. And museum visitors supposedly experience post-visit misfortune for failing to respect Robert. Uh, people have reported hearing Robert giggle, and some say that he will change expressions when something is said that he takes offense to. I promise we're going to get a chance to talk about all this stuff. So okay, are we going to talk about Ozzy? Uh, no, so if you'd like to, <laughs> you can. Well, yeah, there was uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Jack Osbourne on their reality show. They did a a, a thing with Robert the doll, <laughs> and supposedly Ozzy fears Robert. Well, he's smart. Well, yeah, but he also bit the head off of bats and stuff like that. So. He was young and being <laughs> shocking. 
Uh, Robert has a curator, as I mentioned before, at his current home, and she is responsible for reading the hundreds of letters Robert has received. Also, once a year, this is really interesting to me, once a year she takes Robert out of his display and weighs him to make sure that he is not absorbing too much of the Key West humidity. I mean, what would she do if he was? Yeah, and you know, also there's been reports of Robert the doll moving since he's been at the museum. But the thing about that is, I don't know if you're going to use this for evidence, mm. but the thing is he's he's been encased in glass ever since they put him on display. Yeah, I have I don't have any stories of him moving once he's in glass, I don't yeah. think. Um so whatever the case may be, Robert has gone on to inspire a franchise and this is what Rebecca was referring to before. So supposedly he's Chucky from Child uh, Child's Play. Um Although I'm not 100 on that, yeah, but that, I have heard that a lot. That's a very big speculation out there. I mean, obviously, Chucky was a bit more violent, um, like directly violent, yeah. you know, than Robert is. There are There's actually also a series of movies that came out fairly recently on Robert the Doll. I have not seen any of I saw them. It in 2015. Yeah. Came out. yeah. Um, I don't know that they got great reviews, but they are yeah. out there. This is something that you probably don't know. Okay. Former President George W. Bush actually wrote Robert a letter asking for his blessing during his administration. There it is. Done. That's my <laughs> argument right there. If the president of the United States <laughs> is like, listen, this thing might derail me. I got to send him a letter. Yeah, or did he just do. Or did he just do it to be funny? I don't know. That's how W was sometimes. <laughs> he would do things just to make people laugh, I think. So all right, so that's all I have for history. I know the history is a little bit shorter than usual, but there's not much I can verify. So it's going to have to be. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? I don't think so. I think we. I think I added my stuff in as we went. I mean, it's it's a like you said. There, it's very difficult to distinguish fact from creepypasta and just other stories out there. So well, also um, he was. We'll just have to see. He was a. He was a, I don't want to say stuffed animal. He was a doll given to somebody over 100 years ago. And, I mean, would the family keep records of all the stuff going on with the doll? You know, Right. We don't have letters or anything. It's just not yeah. something you would do. Like, I mean, all of your creepy dolls, do you have, you know, documentation of where they came from and all the facts of every time they were moved and everything. First of all, my dolls are not creepy. They're very creepy. And nothing Bob paranormal said they're has creepy. E whatever. Nothing paranormal has ever happened with my dolls. They're very beautiful and well, they all came from my grandmother. Have, but you have had paranormal stuff happen in your house. Well, now you're giving me things to think about. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. And after we return, we're going to do our debate. this last year, things have been really tough for theater groups. Rebecca and I belong to a production company and theater group called Memoriam Development. Memoriam has several podcasts that we are often on, and several members have been on Ghostly, like Nick, Amanda, and of course, Bob from Bob After Dark. And we have also been in several of their live shows. Obviously, those couldn't happen this last year, 
So Memoria mistaken one of their most popular shows, the horror anthology Nightshade, and made it digital. They're available to everyone, and you can access them at any time. They've been fantastically spooky, I, I gotta say. Right up our ghostly listeners' alley. Live theater is something close to our hearts, and we can't wait to get back to it when we get the all clear. But until then, check out Nightshade and support this Chicago theater group that gives local talent a place to shine. And please consider showing some ghostly love and liking Memoriam Development on all the social medias to find out even more. Thank you. Memoriam Development. We're back. And with a lot of these um, episodes that we do, when the history section is not as big, we usually have a bigger debate. So I'm expecting a bigger debate. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think I think we've had a, a bigger debates the last few episodes, and, and this will kind of go with that. So. Well, I would like to start with asking you a question. Okay. So you have to ask Robert for permission before you could take pictures of him or anything involving him. How do you know that he is saying yes? Or how would you know if he's saying no? And these people that are like taking pictures of him, they're not like waiting 15 minutes or whatever. They're just going to ask him and then take a picture. So yeah. how, how would they know if he said no? Well, I mean, there's stories of people who did ask permission and then had stuff happen um there i don't know there's one story i read there's one that we'll talk about today that's not this but another story i read where like somehow like he did ask permission but then had bad luck or something happened to the photos whatever it was and then um he was like what's going on and like was what went um and was looking online i mean i don't know if he was looking online for robert stuff but anyways he was online and somehow like a window closed or something opened up and the only thing it said was you didn't tell me where you were from it was like the only thing what? on the screen is so this you person have to be claimed. like hi robert my name is pat and i am asking for permission to take a picture of you i am from the south side of chicago <laughs> where there's a lot of violence and stuff and i don't need any more violence in my life so please don't i mean basically i'm just gonna say this if you want to take a picture of this style make sure that you ask for permission and you are sincere <laughs> in your ask if oh, you're just saying God. if you're being um flippant about it i'm always flippant well then i would just refrain from taking a what, photo okay what about if i say robert i am usually flippant <laughs> and my name is pat and please disregard my flippancy well I, you is know, that a word flippancy i don't know but you know you'd basically be <laughs> taking a risk essentially well i mean i think we take a risk on every episode that we do right i suppose okay so i just want to say there's a lot of stories and paranormal claims as we've been talking about with robert the mm -hmm. doll 
So I just want to say again, Robert, I ask your permission to share your stories and hope that we respect you. I rescind that permission <laughs> request. Rescind. I rescind. Resend means you're sending my stuff back at him I am again. sending it. I'm sending it back. <laughs> Return to sender. Address unknown. <laughs> but right. I rescind oh. this whole idea of permission. Okay. Well, that's on my on behalf. You. On my I behalf. I was just going to say, Robert, that is on him. I would <laughs> hope that any repercussions go He's to in him. a different state. How would he even know? We don't know. I don't know. Someone could play this for him. Please play the podcast for <laughs> Robert. He needs to hear this. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's go into our first uh, piece of evidence, which is something you mentioned. Um, there is a claim that Robert changes expression. Um, so this is actually one of the earliest stories that I that that, anyways, is reported. Again, one of those those things we don't have official records of. Um, but it's a reporter who came to see Robert after workers at Myrtle Reuters' home asked him to come. So okay. he was like a friend of one of the people working there and they had heard some things, you know, like like kind of way you, as you mentioned that there was just stuff going on at the home, mm -hmm. right? So they invited this yep. reporter over. So Solaris Hill reporter Malcolm R Ross visited Robert and this is what he said after. He said, it was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was... Uh, asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? So what do you think about that? So he had like, you know, like a f weird feeling mm -hmm. um, and like was seeing something in his face, like a mischievous look. Okay. All of the expression ones I'm going to put under the same thing. So do you have anything more I for do, expression? I do, Okay, yeah. so I'm going to I'm gonna say the same stuff for all the expression ones. Okay, so he's, so, so, so. So Ross's friends that he was visiting, the workers are told Robert told him Robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture. So this was up in the attic, I believe, where he lived, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was at this point, Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if he was following the conversation. One of the men made a comment about what an old fool Jean Otto must have been. Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. So okay. Malcolm Ross says there was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us. Okay. So um, when we're talking about a doll that's supposed to be like a human figure, there is a thing called uncanny valley. And that is uh, oftentimes attributed to robots and stuff, but it, it, it can't be attributed to anything that has like a human form and is supposed to be like a human, but not totally like a human. And uh, I found a great little excerpt from sciencedirect.com, which you know is one of my favorite websites. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to read it word for word. Okay. Uh, just the opening part of it. Uh, they go on to do this whole study about un Uncanny Valley and if it's a real thing, and it is. Um, so human replicas may elicit unintended, cold, eerie feelings in viewers, an effect known as the Uncanny Valley. The person that coined this is Ma um, Mashiaro Mori, who 
proposed the effect in 1970 attributed to attributed it to inconsistencies in the replica's realism with some of its features perceived as human and others as non-human so feelings that come from the way that the the way that Robert looks can be attributed to this especially that he's dressed up like a person you know and he has like a little stuffed animal of his own so that can definitely give you that uncanny valley feeling and this is something that's been proven the uncanny valley effect um so i mean i don't really want to debate much about that because it's proven now also when i look at pictures of robert i've never actually seen robert have you actually ever seen no in person no 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 i would love to though I would love to get a chance to. Um, but anyways, I have never seen Robert, but in pictures, what I notice about his face is the two eyes are very much like as you walk, it, it would I would imagine you would feel as if they were following you. It would, mm. it would it would have that kind of effect. And I'm just talking materials, you know, and the mouth is situated in a way that if you moved from side to side, it could look like it changes expression. Uh, I'm fairly convinced that you would see this, and I've seen lots of pictures of him taken from different angles, and it does look like his expression changes when it's taken from a different angle. But I believe that's only the way that the doll was created itself. Interesting. So like a visual... I don't know, trick of the light or whatever I think it, it is. is. And, and I don't think it was intended that way. Mm. Um, but I just think that, um, I don't know if it was because when he was manufactured, he was manufactured as something else, like that jester kind of look to him, um, which might have had a little creepy look to begin with. But I, I don't know if it's because when the paint was stripped away that it it, it just kind of, added to the creepiness of of Robert or not. But that expression on his face, the way that it's chiseled in there into the into the material, it kind of can look like different expressions from different angles, I would say. Mm. All right. Well, I you know the, I do have a difficult with this a uh, difficult time with this one because there aren't a ton of reports about the changing expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and that makes sense to me, I think often even if things do move, I mean, it's like, it's so minor and just not very easy to document. Um, And I do feel like, you know, this guy came in um, kind of having an idea of what, you know, this doll was about. And then, you know, hearing these scary stories, you know, maybe he'd see something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, be honest, most of the people that visit Robert the doll visit him because they know of the stories. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, going in. yeah, and I, this guy, I don't know if he did, you know, but they told it to him while he was there. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, and, and Robert, uh, you know, I all respect to you, but your face is, uh, is very odd to me. It doesn't, it like sort of looks human, but doesn't look human, like even more so than usual with Uncanny Valley to me. Well, I think um, that's because it's of more alien looking. It, it is kind of, and it has that uncanny valley thing feel to it. I would definitely say, um, 
but I, I don't know if it was because of how they were able to make dolls back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, or if it's because of wear and tear over the years. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, they, they could make good dolls back then, but, you know, if, especially if it was mass produced, you know, or or if it was just a display, then, you know, you might not put as much effort into yeah. it. I don't know. Um, yeah. I Again, I, I, I think it's an interesting story. Um, it doesn't necessarily change my overall opinion, but I am a little more skeptical of this one, which is why I put it first. Okay, so what would you rate it? I'm going to give it a five. A five? That's one of your lowest ratings. I, I've heard you give a four once. Yeah, no, not a four. There, there's another couple people that have said the same things. I can't quite go there, but I'm a little, I, I like you You convinced me a little bit with the the different angles. And I, I also just think, I don't know that Robert's, uh, Robert is very smart and I don't think he's going to let people see his face move. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, how about you? What's your rating? I'm going to have to go zero on this one because, um, because I really think that as you move around Robert, his expression could look different. Okay. And okay. therefore they could have this different thing. And, um, nothing happened to these people mm-hmm. afterwards. So even though um, it made Robert mad, supposedly, <laughs> nothing bad happened to these people. Not that we have reports of. This is nope. true. All right. Uh, evidence number two. Um, when Robert eventually, or sorry, when Robert, oh my goodness, sorry, Robert. When Eugene, Gene, uh, Gene eventually passed, as you mentioned, the house was purchased by Myrtle Reuter. Um, so she acquired actually the old haunted Robert in the attic, um, which actually seems weird, I guess, that the family didn't want the doll. I think that's something. There was no family. Oh. That's the reason why. Ah, because the wife died and they didn't have mm-hmm. kids or anything. Okay. Yep. Um, so supposedly uh, his strange behavior did not end at this point. Um, so I just wanted to bring up a couple of very related stories from from Myrtle. Sure. Um, they say they would, she and her friends, her daughter, they would say they would hear footsteps and laughing from Robert's room, which was the the attic. So they would hear mm-hmm. footsteps and laughter, which again is part of why the workers called that that guy in. Um, so I w- we'll, we'll stop there. What, did, what do you think of the footsteps and laughing from the attic? I think he's a very spooky looking doll. Um, and I think it's because of the innocence that's associated with the little sailor suit and everything. I think that adds to the creepiness of 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 his of his appeal. And I think that oftentimes when you think something's creepy, you attribute creepy things to that. So the house was pretty old at this point. It was I mean, old houses creak and make noises. It's just natural. It's the it's it's settling into the ground, and it it can often do that in older in older houses. So, uh, I do not believe the footsteps are anything. The laughing from Robert's room, I, I don't know. I mean, I have not heard any tapes of him laughing, so <laughs> I can't analyze that. I can only go by reports. Of the laughing, and it just, to me, I mean, have, have you seen pictures of the house? 
I have, which by the way, we should um, make it clear too. There's two locations that we're talking about. There's there's the museum where he is yes. now, and then it's the what is it? The artist's house. The artist house. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah. because of Gene. Because of Gene. Uh, so originally, Gene wanted to make that into mu- to a museum, mm-hmm. and he never got around to it. And because of that, they call it the artist house. And it's a bed and breakfast, I believe. Now, after I, after all these years, I'd love to stay there. You can stay there. I'd uh, love you can to. stay underneath Robert's room. I almost put a story in from someone that had a paranormal story event at the house, but I wanted to stay with the doll. So, um, yeah. but but they, these are stories at the house. But Robert was there. Um, so the other piece, then we kind of mentioned this earlier, is so so the report is that children in the neighborhood would look up in the window of the attic and sometimes they would see Robert in the window and then sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, that could be Myrtle putting it in the window or something. Or it could be, you said, um, Myrtle's daughter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it was Myrtle's daughter that did it. I I can't say. But one thing that is not related to this story at all, (laughs) not related to this evidence I just thought of, is that uh, somebody said that it's not Robert that is the thing that's haunted. It is his outfit. Well, I was just going to say, it wasn't his, there is, there, there is a, again, a story we don't know that the outfit was actually originally jeans and, well, and then was put on. But Robert. then there's another story that Jean's mother bought the outfit in a, in a, in a store in like a secondhand store. And then put it on Robert, and that it was haunted. Yeah, again, <laughs> so, we don't know the source. You know, there's a lot of stories. But what was the question of the episode? Is, is Robert the doll haunted? Is Robert the doll not the outfit? Robert the doll. Itself. Oh, you're looking for loopholes because you're so worried. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what is your um, rating of a Robert uh, haunting Myrtle's house up in the attic? All right. Uh, just because I I cannot I, I cannot hear the laughing and I cannot analyze that, I'm gonna have to give it a one. Okay. All right. It's not because I believe, but because I just am lacking that one small piece of the of this puzzle, you know. And there's no way I'm ever gonna get that. Okay. Uh, people have said that when they touch the glass of the case that Robert is in that they feel like like laughter. Like mm. it's got like a vibration that feels like laughter. Interesting. I mean, I know people feel an odd feeling, obviously, in the room with him, but I had not heard that. That's... I think that's the uncanny valley. And especially how the museum has it situated, he's in the middle of a room. Mm. It's like draws your attention right there, and it's kind of in a creepy way. Yeah. Put him off in a corner or something like that. I don't think you would have the same. I don't know. I'm going to give it a seven. A seven. Um, so that's pretty high. For it you. is. Uh, to me. Okay. So this is one of the most interesting things is that, you know, a lot of times we talk about the haunting and the thought is, well, you know, it's only haunted because they want to make money and all of this stuff. And I'm not saying that that's not part of something that is that that's not happening. But there are stories like why were the kids looking for the doll up in the attic? Well, it's because there had been stories for years 
um, told by Gene himself and the family and other people um, that this doll was haunted and did weird things. Yeah, but um, also you take this thing that looks creepy and you create your own backstory to it. And I believe that that was passed on and passed on this creepy backstory of this doll and Robert or Eugene saying that, you know, he blamed him for everything. Uh, I believe that those two together would make people feel like it was haunted or feel like there was something going on. There. I don't know. I mean, to me, these the, this is there's a lot of stories going on. And uh, the legend just keeps growing. There's other dolls out there. We don't hear the same about them. So uh, pretty convincing for me. Okay. All right. Next one. Um, One of the most common stories told about Robert is that he exacts revenge or punishments on those who disrespect him. Um, Another bad luck claim they make is that he ruins or deletes images that people take of him. Right. So these are the the things. If you disrespect him, he's going to delete your photo. Right. (laughs) Or or other things. Right. Okay. So one story is that a couple spent their honeymoon in Florida. Um, After visiting Robert, they lost all of their vacation photos as well as their wedding pictures. For their first anniversary, the couple decided to visit Robert again. And this time they brought Robert peppermint candy and showed Robert the candy. When they were alone with Robert, the lights in Robert's room went out for a minute the couple felt this was Robert's way of expressing his thanks for the candy. Now, a lot of people will send Robert the candy and other sweets as a way to ask forgiveness. Uh, interesting uh, tidbit about the candy is that the people in the museum do not feel like the people that run the museum do not feel that it's right for them to eat the candy and they throw it out. Wow. I didn't know they threw it out. You'd think they'd at least donate it. but No, they can't because... It was it, sent to Robert. Well, but not only that, they don't know the history of the candy. and you Yeah, know. I suppose if it's all wrapped and sealed, but yeah, it's hard to know. But no, true. They, they throw it out. Wow. So wouldn't that make Robert mad? I, well, hopefully they show it to him. I mean, you know, he's not eating. He knows he can't eat it. <laughs> Does he? I think so. Um, okay, so from what I'm going to say about this, I'm I'm going to go a little supernatural first. What? And then I'm going to explain it in a different way that's okay. not supernatural. So when I was um, getting into witchcraft, I learned early on this idea that belief makes the spell work. Belief in prayer is what makes the prayer work too, I believe. Um, but, you know, so... Believing in a curse or believing in a hex or believing in something like this gives it this power over you, and therefore it can happen then. But I'm going to explain it in a different way. It's not just that. So if you wake up in the morning, and and this has happened to me before, where I have said, oh my God, I am not feeling this day. This is going to be an awful day. And I would repeat that to myself throughout the day. Oh, my God, this is just going to be the most awful day. It has a tendency of becoming the most awful day. But if in the middle of that, if you change it and say, no, today's just another day and I'm going to have a good day, it changes everything. So belief in something like this can make things happen. And these are things that are happening after the fact. 
So after the fact, they lost their photos. After the fact. And then they look back and say, what could have possibly caused this? Oh, it's Robert. Because he can do that. So it's after the fact. There's no proof that he can do anything like this. And I hope that this episode helps people with me rescinding (laughs) your permission. I want that on purpose because I want to show that because I don't believe in it, nothing bad is going to happen to me. So it's nothing paranormal. Okay. It's it's psychology. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say this. There, uh, This is just one letter of many um, claiming a similar uh, result. Um, yes. And you know what? Everybody that sees Robert is going to have something bad happen to them at some point in their life. Everybody suffers. Everybody will eventually die. Unfortunately. That's just how it goes. You're going a little dark here. So, but are we going to blame everything that happens from that point of seeing Robert on Robert? (laughs) But it's specifically photos with regards to him and or their that that particular vacation. Maybe there was a malfunction in their camera then, if it was all revolving their vacation. I mean, to me, it just seems a bit uh, a bit much. If this was old school, maybe. Maybe the um, the back of the camera opened up and it exposed the film. Well, I would hope I their wedding photos and vacation. Yeah, I don't know. My guess is this is older, but, you know, we don't know. Um, I mean, but vacation photos as well as wedding pictures. I mean, that, that can't all be on the same roll. Um, well, then it could be the camera that malfunctioned. If it's all the same camera that's taking it. I mean, I'm just saying there is other ways we could interpret this and we're choosing to interpret it as being robert because he's been associated with this or are we doing it because he's been associated with it (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm i i give this one an eight these these photo stories are yes i've heard a lot of them numerous but as i said Something bad is going to happen to everybody that sees Robert. It is human nature. It's not because of Robert. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. All right. So what's your rating? Was that, was that, was it flippant you said? Yes, that was very flippant. <laughs> My apology to Robert. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this one a zero. Okay. As that I think that we we can all attribute this to them going back in time and associating it with Robert when it might not have had anything to do with him. <laughs> All right. So uh, here is uh, my next one is another uh, example. Um, this is actually of a letter written to Robert due to bad luck. Um, again, there are you uh, just search Robert the doll letters and and find that one from George W. There you go. Uh, There are countless, countless, countless. These are just representative of them. Okay. So this is actually um, was in a blog on uh, Pop Sugar um, in 2019. So I want to pick one that was a little more recent. Um, So it says, hey, Robert, hope you are doing well. Just wanted to apologize if we upset you on Friday night. If so, I'm really, really sorry. We have had the worst bout of bad luck ever since we met you. On Saturday, our flights got delayed and they lost our luggage. The airline still has no idea where it is. I'm not sure if I came off as insincere when I saw you, but I thought you were the coolest doll ever and told everybody so. 
Hope you're staying cool in the summer heat. Please forgive me. Murphy Maroney. Hmm. So you've traveled a lot, right? I have. Have you ever lost your luggage? Um, One time, though, they were able to find it. Mm. Has your plane ever been delayed? Well, that's a common occurrence. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I, I don't even travel that much. And one time they lost my luggage. Uh, it was American Airlines. Um, and they have a history. If you Google American Airlines losing <laughs> luggage, you will find a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. This is just one of those things that can happen. And I believe that they're attributing it to Robert just because they had bad luck. I don't, I don't actually believe in bad luck. I just believe that there's events that happen <laughs> and that just so happened to happen. And it happened to be around the same time of Robert. Right. I, I don't think it has anything to do one with the other. I, I will just say again, one of many stories. Why do we give this doll this much power? Again, maybe that is part of why he's haunted because we're giving him all this energy. We're giving him this power. Well, people stop. <laughs> stop giving him all this power. All right. So I have one last story. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we have whoa, to give whoa, ratings. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Jeez, Rebecca. Uh, I'm You're trying give, to pass this one up? I am going to give this one a six because it is travel related. And while there are lots of, you know, again, bad luck stories, I mean, I didn't pull some of the really sad ones about like health, you know, physical health or things, because then that that takes us down another road. But uh, I will say travel mishaps do happen. Um, I will say it feels like there's a lot of them with that, that happen after you see Robert. Um, but eh, maybe a little less than the, the photo things. Maybe it's me. the Key West airport. Yeah. There's Is other... there an airport in Key West? I don't know. Okay. But anyways... Um, so obviously, when you lost your luggage, then that's because you disrespected Robert. But that was like the only thing that happened. Like it was overall a good trip and I got it back. Mm. It was like a day late. Like it wasn't a big deal. Did they upgrade your next flight? No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this one a zero um, <laughs> because it just. It's coincidence. Okay. All right. So I have one more uh, piece of evidence evidence for us. And uh, this one I thought was just kind of interesting. It's kind of a an interesting, I don't, it's just a little different story. So this is from uh, uh, Real Stories of Haunted Dolls by Kawaii Dreamcatcher 21. Oh, of course. Yeah. Kawaii Dreamcatcher 21. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. she's the author. Or he's the author. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, again, make sure, uh, you know, to check out our show notes for all of these sources. Okay. They say, we were told if we wanted to take a photo, we'd have to ask permission, not of the staff, but of the doll, because he likes to black out photographs. So when we found him in his display case, I took out my cell phone camera and my boyfriend, which, by the way, earlier in this post, she mentions that her boyfriend is a skeptic. My boyfriend, of course, immediately said, I like her boyfriend. Hey, you have to ask him first. Go on, ask. I want to hear you ask. I don't like her boyfriend. He sounds like <laughs> sounds like a douche. <laughs> I think I blushed. I shuffled forward, sheepishly saying, Robert, can I take your photo? You'd make me so happy. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I've come all the way from New Hampshire to see you. I also think you're adorable. Robert did not black out my photo. However, when I used it as a wallpaper, as wallpaper on my phone, 
I lost two successive phones to freak accidents that had the salespeople I returned them to scratching their heads. My wallpaper on my current phone is a bleary-eyed cow seemed safer somehow. Well, you know what it was? She didn't tell him where she was from. No, she did. She did? She said, I come all the way from New Hampshire to see you. No, no, she followed every rule. (laughs) Every one of the protocols. (laughs) (laughs) But the difference is, the difference is, I think is because she put it as wallpaper on her phone, i.e. sharing it with others, and she didn't ask his permission for that. (laughs) I mean... Two phones in a row. Yes. Losing to accidents that even the salespeople are like, I don't even know what's going on. Mm. Technology, right? Mm-hmm. Technology. It's got a way of doing stuff. Especially um, around creepy paranormal things. <laughs> this is, I don't, I don't, well, I mean, I think Robert's kind of creepy looking, but I don't think he's paranormal at all. There's nothing <laughs> paranormal about him. He's just old. <laughs> he's just old and has, you know, some blemishes in his skin his skin is actually pretty flawless which is part of what makes him creepy to me yeah yeah it's got that uncanny valley right <laughs> you believe in uncanny valley oh i mean that's a scientific principle I mean, yeah it makes sense to me okay yeah um no i don't believe that i mean it could be anything that's causing this and uh did she ask permission of the bleary-eyed cow before she took pictures of him well, I, I, I'm sure it's just a public photo or a drawing. You're sure, but you don't know. I don't, but she seem, she says it seems safer so far. So I got to take <laughs> her word for it. Okay, so I want every one of our listeners to put Robert the doll as your wallpaper on your phone and see if all of your phones die. Now, two things with that. Two things with that. Number one, do that at your own risk. Number one, I would ask permission of him before putting it on your phone. I would not. But two is that there wouldn't be photos that they personally took of him, like in front of him. Mm, okay. I just think I just think that you've brought me a whole lot of coincidence. Okay. So what's your rating for this? Zero. Okay. Um, I give this one a, a seven. Solid seven. Okay. Yeah. Solid seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, so is that all? Yeah. All right. So, what is your overall rating of Robert the Doll's Haunting? Uh, are we allowed to do halves? Did we decide that? No, we cannot. Okay. So then I'm going to go seven. Okay. Uh, I do seven and a half, but eh, it's seven because I gave some lower scores in there, um, and a higher one. Um, so yeah, seven um, is what I think. Yeah, how about you? I'm going to have to go zero because I gave a lot of I gave four zeros and one one. Okay. So if I could do a half, I would do a half. Ooh, you have point. a point. Actually, wow. probably more like one twentieth of a point. <laughs> okay. If we want to, you know, use math gotcha, and stuff like gotcha. that. Okay. But who likes math? No. Uh, that brings us to our closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones because Rebecca likes to fib a little hey. when it comes to time. Uh, Rebecca. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, and go. All right, so uh, I believe that Robert the Doll is haunted. Um, There are stories that have been around for many, many years. Um, You know, he was famous for being a 
uh, a doll with paranormal stories attached to him, um, you know, uh, you know, since um, his his uh, owner was old enough to tell the stories to people and and there have been sightings and things that have happened. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that once he's gotten to the museum, um, some of those things have continued. I think they've been diluted. I think, you know, now that he's in a public space, um, you know, in the glass, he's well cared for. He gets to see people all the time and they say nice things to him. Um, I think overall, you know, he's a, a quieter um, uh, doll. Um, but I, I do think that he is haunted and we should pay him respect. All right. You went right to the second. I there. made it. I could have said more, but I, mm-hmm. I stopped. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Mine's going to be short. Okay. All right, you ready? And yes. go. It's all coincidence. This is all coincidence. This could have happened at any time or any place. Take one day of your life, and from that day on, take every bad thing and associate it with that day. That is what is happening here. These bad things would happen no matter what. Bad things happen in life. That's unfortunately the part of life that we don't like to talk about much, but it does happen. Robert the Doll is not haunted, and I rescind any permission asked for this episode is I don't feel I need to ask permission from a doll. That's it. Oh, all right. Well, a little longer than I... Sure. I was going to just say coincidence, and that was going to be my whole closing (laughs) argument, but I decided to go a little bit further. All right. All right. I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to also thank Bob for uh, doing that interview with us. You know, it's always great to have Bob on this. And, you know, I, I'm sorry that I make fun of his um, fear, his phobia of haunted dolls or dolls in general. Um, but, you know, I, I hope that our interview was a little bit more serious this time than it was in Annabelle. Annabelle, we gave him a really hard time. Even you, Rebecca. Mm. I have to say, you gave him a hard time. Yeah. Well, again, it was really interesting to hear his stories and his thoughts on, on you know, maybe why things have, uh, why he is the way he is. And, and also just kind of about dolls in general. Um, he has some good, some good expertise that yeah. I appreciate. And I would also like to say that Bob would would kindly ask that people stop sending him dolls and start sending him alphabet cereal. That's true. I think that would be a really good switchover is yeah. alphabet cereal. Absolutely, because he loves his alphabet cereal. Loves it. Eats it every day. Yep. Um, so thank you guys so much. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button If you're on some other platform, you can hit the follow button. If you're on YouTube, please hit that like. Smash. Smash smash the like. Leave a comment for us. We love hearing comments. Yeah. Uh, Except for the last one that I received on YouTube, which was, please stop talking. Shut up. No. So that one got deleted, actually. I'm sorry. yeah. Because it had no value to what it was. Yeah, you just don't have to listen if that's what you think. Exactly, right? Yeah, there is always a pause or a stop button on every (laughs) single thing. Um, So, Rebecca, I'm really excited about our next episode, too. This is something that I have been looking into for a very long time, ever since I heard of it. We will be talking about the Salem Witch Trials. 
on the next episode that comes out on June 23rd. Yeah, we got these big episodes yeah, this what are, month. What are your thoughts about the Salem Witch Trials? Uh, I'm interested to see how this is going to go because in general... You know, I am a very much a feminist and I very yes. much, you know, see the witch trials as a way of, um, you know, persecuting women. None of uh, them were witches. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that uh, the men who needless, men and women who needlessly killed these women um, didn't cause some bad energy to get into the world. And yes. uh, we will see what kind of hauntings are associated with it. I would love to hear if any of our listeners have been to Salem, um, I've been seen to Salem. or heard anything. That's awesome. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of witch stuff to talk about, I know. Yeah. You're going to school us all on the pagan. All right. Well, but none of them were pagans even. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, <laughs> it really has nothing to do with witches, tell you the truth. Yeah. So you'll set the record straight. That's good. Just that they were on a witch... Um, I forgot what they said in. Oh, uh, yeah, in a witch, South Park. Yeah, and we instead of a witch hunt, it was yeah. like a witch search something. I yeah. don't know. I can't remember. They could never say witch hunt. Okay, yeah. but anyways, we'll be talking about that on June twenty third. But until then, stay ghostly. Bye. <laughs>